Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey with Anthony Broom and Chris Ballas here on a Thursday. Chris with the salute. Thank you for those uh, that are watching on our YouTube channel. Please drop a like, hit that thumbs up button, and subscribe to our channel. We're well over 21,000 subscribers at this point. And speaking of subscribing, head to the Wolverine.com. We have a special right now, $29.99. Gets you premium access over there to the message board, all of our insider content premium content until august 31st 2023 so it'll take you right up to the football season so every day that goes by that deal becomes a worse deal take advantage right now uh we're going to talk some michigan football we'll get to some michigan basketball as well preview uh the game against michigan state as well as look back uh at the loss to wisconsin but we'll start with football because spring ball is just a few days away starting on monday and I think we said it on the show the other night, but what is it now? Only about 45 days until the spring game or 44. So things are moving quickly, uh, but still a long way to go. And a lot of things that we can learn about this Michigan team during spring. So we'll break down some of those storylines, some things that we want to learn the most. Um, I will throw it to our, our good friend, Anthony Broom first uh, and, and talk about maybe one thing that you want to learn the most from this Michigan team in the spring. Cause there's a lot we know already, but there are still some question marks and things that I think will shake out during these next 15 practices that Michigan's able to hold. Yeah, for me, I think it's it's finding out how much more you can put on your quarterback's plate. I know last year was kind of retrofitting J.J. McCarthy's skill set into kind of the confines of what Michigan's offense has been the last few years, which works. And he was he was great. And, um, you know, when the shackles kind of came off because they had to late in the year, I think you saw a little bit more of a guy who can who can be a bit of a more of a dual threat. And that's not to say he's going to run the ball 20 times a game and pass the ball 40 times a game. I don't think they're going to, you know, unleash him like 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 Lamar Jackson um, in his last couple of years at Louisville. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, uh, I just feel like for him, it's finally the opportunity to have an entire offseason was starting quarterback reps. There's not really, I mean, no disrespect to Davis Warren, to Jack Tuttle. There's not really any competition for that job. So he's going to be the guy that, um, you know, gets all those first team reps. And also, you know, he didn't throw last year. So in terms of, you know, the, the chemistry with the wide receivers, there's some new faces that are going to be in for bigger roles. Um, the mechanics, the footwork, there's still times where he likes to, he likes to try and pat Mahomes it off his back foot, but there's only one Pat Mahomes, right? Uh, so I think those mechanical things, I think the timing sorts of things, I really do think, I mean, regardless of the returning production that's coming back, the way that this sport is built right now, the way the college football kind of is right now, you're going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. And they got pretty close to winning a playoff game with him last year, but didn't because of the mistakes that he made. So how does he get better from there? Uh, spring football is is not the first step in that. They've been conditioning and things like that, but I think it's, it's going to be pretty important in terms of how much more can you put on this guy's shoulders? Yeah. And yeah. Now, Kirk, or, go, ahead. go ahead. Yep. 
I was just going to say, Kirk Campbell, Michigan's new quarterbacks coach, was talking to John Jansen on his podcast the other day and basically said that, that we know what our identity is going to be as a running team, um, you know, but what are we going to be as a passing team? And, you know, so they're trying to figure that out, which I think gives some optimism to some of the people who were kind of thinking last season that Michigan relied too heavily on the run. It worked, but maybe when, let's say, a Blake Corum's taken away, uh, then what do you have? And I thought Michigan showed that it had enough against Ohio State, but consistently throughout the year, maybe get that going a little bit earlier so that you can be even higher powered uh, once you need to lean on that a little bit more. Chris, thoughts on that or uh, and or, uh, you know, what you're going to be uh, hoping to learn the most? Yeah, I want to see how they how Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards coexist and what they do to get Donovan Edwards on the field when Blake Corum's on the field at the same time. I know that Donovan told you guys that he was hoping for more of a 50-50 split in the carries. Uh, at the same time, there are other things you can do. Mike Hart said Donovan Edwards could be one of the best slot receivers in the country if he played there full time. I think he said that at one point. And uh, why not get these guys on the field at the same time? To me, that makes uh, perfect sense. And you've got two game breakers, right, at different positions and different ways you can use them. So um, let's see what they dial up there. Sharon Moore is going to be one of those guys. Uh, Kirk Campbell was heavily involved in the offense last year from what we've been told. So let's see them take that next step where, okay, we've got these two outstanding game-breaking running backs. How can we take advantage of their skill sets? So to me, that's big. And then on defense, developing a, a pass rush again. You know, we, we said that last year and they did okay. And uh, I think there's still another level there so i think Derek moore is one of those candidates to have a big year interesting that iabioki left wish him all the best uh you know he was kind of hit and miss uh last year for being honest there were some games where he disappeared and some games where he made an impact but i think Derek moore is one of those guys that has the skill set and that twitchiness that he can be really dominant there so should be fun um you know we've heard i heard from a couple guys in the building that they think this defensive line can be even better than last year, and that's losing Mozzie Smith. You know what? People blew that off when they said the same thing about Aiden Hutchinson and uh, David Ojabo leaving, and guess what? They didn't really miss a beat. Pass rusher wasn't as good on the edges, but overall I thought they did a heck of a job. So uh, more than anything, I can't believe it's here already, fellas. It seems like football season just ended. So, uh, But it's good, and I'm looking forward to that April 1st spring game. Yeah, on the defensive line, I mean, Michigan, and I remember, so our John Borton was asking Mozzie Smith at Big Ten Media Day back last July, and he said, you know, how do you guys feel like you can replace that production from those guys? And he said, man, we've been getting those questions every single year. Every single year, Michigan pumps out these NFL talent talents uh, at, you know, usually the edge rusher spot, but across the defensive line. And he said, we've answered the bell every time. And, and he was right. They were a very good defensive line. This past year, and a guy, you know, you didn't even mention Mike Morris, uh, who led the team in sacks. They had more sacks last year than they did the year before, which is hard to believe, and, and more sacks per game, too, not just, um, you know, sacks total. But my goodness, I mean, uh, you know, they were able to kind of replace that. So we'll see, you know, potentially some guys step up. I do wonder when it comes to the running backs how much we will learn about, uh, you know, how those two guys will play together because I doubt Blake does much, if at all, in the spring. And then even Donovan, when we talked to him in January, said that he was going to get another surgery on his right hand and that could have him out four to six weeks. So how much does he do? How limited will he be? When did he get the surgery? When will he have it? If he, if he hasn't yet, that sort of thing. But I agree. You got to find a way to get both those guys on the field. Cause I mean, they're, they're two of the best players on the team. It's kind of the same philosophy as when you have an offensive line and you just figure out how to get the best five on there. If you have two of your top five players on the entire team, 
at the running back spot, you got to figure it out. Um, corner is kind of something we've talked a lot about throughout the offseason, but I'll be watching that. Uh, how Amorian Walker factors into that, you know, potentially playing both ways, but moving over there. Um, I had a couple things written down, just the, the crowded linebacker room, you know, what, what will uh, come of that. And, you know, if Kalal Mullings will go back to running back, that sort of thing. And then uh, just hearing about how Sharon Moore is adapting to his, you know, new, you know, kind of role without Matt Weiss as a co-offensive coordinator, but just a few things. And I'm sure we'll get into breakout players and that sort of thing as spring rolls on. And we'll get to talk to some of the players and coaches as things get going. But uh, that starts Monday, February 20th. So it should be exciting. Uh, and then the spring game, April 1. Last bit of football news before we move to basketball is George Hilo uh, reported earlier today, which is not surprising to anyone who's been paying attention uh but he and michigan mutually agree two part ways he was at michigan for two seasons i thought he did a solid job with the linebackers and from all accounts was a, a solid recruiter but to me this is more about chris partridge coming in jim harbaugh having the opportunity to get him back on the staff uh to get a guy who's you know probably a better position coach and recruiter on the staff and you know unfortunately for george hilo he's probably the odd man out but i wish him all the best and uh by all accounts a, a great guy that uh that will have success elsewhere yeah, and February 3rd is when we first reported that there was going to be movement there. And that was what we had heard that George Hila mm -hmm. would be moving on. And, um, you know, I think it, would they have kept him as, a, as an uh, analyst? Maybe. Um, but I think he wants to coach and that's his passion. So I wish him all the best. He was always great with us. And I agree. I thought he did a, a solid job with the linebackers and uh, they had a good year. Uh, you know what? They look at how Michael Barrett came up, came on, you know, um, you, you people can say, well, you know, it's so on and so forth. You know what? He had a hand in that. Let's flat out. Let's be honest, especially when the Hill green goes down and then that's what you're working with. Right. So Jimmy Rolder, a true freshman is playing in there and guys like that, but uh, they did a really solid job. So I uh, wish them all the best, but I'd like Chris Partridge in that role. I think Chris Partridge is a hell of a coach. He's going to help with special teams too. And he's a great recruiter and you're going to need that in this day and age. I've said this NIL is playing as much a factor uh, as anything these days, but in those recruitments, in which you have a chance, then you still need to be able to build relationships. I think he's a great relationship builder, really like the guy, and I think he'll be a great fit. Yeah, objectively speaking, I mean, there's there's a part of it where um, I don't want to say feels slimy or dirty, but I mean, Georgie Hilo didn't do anything to lose his job. He just, to be frank, is getting upgraded. Um, we've seen what Chris Partridge can do. Uh, he's done it at Michigan. He's done it in the SEC. Um George Hilo's a good guy, a good coach. Uh, just it's kind of the the business end of how these things go sometimes. So uh, you wish him you wish him well. Uh, he'll he'll land on his feet somewhere. He's a young guy and a talented guy. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as you know, what it means moving forward, uh, Chris Partridge. I think you know th there have been some linebacker recruitments in the last couple of years that Michigan's been unable to close the deal on. Which I mean, I know there's a new NIL's a factor and 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 some of those things on the recruiting trail. But I think if you had a Chris Partridge in those recruitments, you maybe close it out a little bit stronger. So uh, I think he'll be an asset there. I think he'll be an asset again uh, on special teams. Uh, he was the special teams coordinator before Jay Harbaugh. So those two com combining powers again is only going to mean good things for that unit, especially there's a bit, bit of a different look there. Now you're going to have, you know, new guys in the kicking game. Um, there's always the kick return stuff, your coverage units, all that. Um, would still expect that to be uh, not just as as crisp as it's been, but uh, maybe even more so. So across the board, I mean, 
this was the other shoe we were waiting on to drop. Um, and here we are. Uh, spring football starts next week, and your staff is is what it is. So here we go. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other thing with George Hilo is, you know, he was part of the Michigan staff doing a really good job on the recruiting trail, uh, a Michigan program that hadn't had a championship, let alone back-to-back championships. Now he has more to sell. NIL has become a new factor, but we'll kind of see how that shakes out. I think as, a, as an elite recruiter uh, to come back, and I know he wasn't necessarily a part of it, but to come back and, and now have more to sell to those recruits, I think will be an interesting thing to, to watch how he does on the trail. And if he opens up some of those avenues again, to New Jersey and places that he's really familiar with and has those deep ties to. So that will be interesting. Um, before we move to basketball, I want to talk about our friends at prize picks. Uh, it is basketball season and there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team than by playing daily fantasy with our friends at prize picks. Prize picks is the simplest form of real money, daily fantasy sports. It just pits you against the numbers at prize picks. You aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. They offer projections on any sport that you can watch, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and many more. I can't imagine more, but they have many more. Uh, it's the best way to have action on the game in states like Michigan, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States. Prize Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, not Ontario. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. This week, I have Jameer Young, Maryland point guard, less than 17 and a half points. Against Purdue, that is tonight. Uh, he only had 10 in the first meeting. They got a, a quite a uh, presence at the rim there for Purdue. Jameer Young likes to get downhill. I got Chris Murray, Iowa forward, more than 20 and a half against Ohio State's terrible defense tonight. Uh, fellas, any picks for you guys? Uh, yeah, I'm with you on Jameer. It's crazy, yeah, Clay, how we're on the same page there. Uh, but I like Chris Murray less than 20.5. Uh, Ohio State, I don't I don't think their defense is as big a problem as, uh, you know, the problem is they've kind of given up, though. So, and that game is at Iowa? I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Let's see. Versus OSU, it's at Iowa. So, yeah, I'm still going to go with, uh, with less than for him. Um, so just a hunch. All right. For me, uh, you know, I like to stick a Michigan man in there somewhere. Uh, 
This is the first for me going with the NHL. Dylan Larkin, more than three shots on goal. He's got six goals in his last four games for our hometown Detroit Red Wings, and they are playing the Calgary Flames tonight. So more than three shots for Dylan Larkin. We'll see if he adds to that goal or point total at all. And then we'll go with Zach Eady, more than 21 and a half points uh, this evening at Maryland. So those are my two picks this week. Don't forget that is the prize picks app or prizepicks.com, the code Wolverine, uh, to get that match on your deposit. Uh, thanks to our great sponsors at Prize Picks and hit us up with your picks. Maybe we'll follow them. Maybe uh, Chris and I will discuss and we'll, you know, uh, decide what we're, uh, what we're trying to take there for uh, your picks and uh, hit us up on social media with all that or on our message board, but we appreciate Prize Picks. Um, let's get into basketball. Michigan uh, loses another close game. I think this is the 10th out of their 12 losses that came by either six points or less or in overtime. And, you know, it was kind of that same story as the Indiana game with the offense going cold earlier in the year. It was the defense that would really let Michigan down. And it did let them down at, at points in this Wisconsin game, especially on the glass. But Michigan goes cold again. Wisconsin couldn't buy a bucket. They missed their last 15 field goals. They didn't hit a field goal in the last 10 minutes and 45 seconds, yet you still lose. Um, fellas, uh, what is your biggest takeaway, I guess, from that game that Michigan, you know, felt winnable on the road, that one that they really needed? Go ahead, A.B. No, that they are who we thought they were. They are what their record says that they are. Uh, I've said it numerous times and have taken shots about it, but there's never been a clear – there's never been a more apt description of a team than you are what your record says you are than 14 and 12, this Michigan basketball team. I think that they are undisciplined. I think that they, um, they make mistakes from an effort and focus perspective that go beyond just being young. Um, I don't think their leadership is very good, both on the roster and to call spade a spade on the sideline right now. I, I think that they're kind of just searching for answers and, um, you know, you had a chance at a, a season affirming or turnaround win at Indi or against Indiana. You didn't score or you scored once in the last eight minutes. And then you lost a game uh, earlier where or on, on Tuesday to Wisconsin where your other team doesn't hit a basket the last 10 minutes of the game. They just keep finding ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And it is uh, – I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, every chance they've had to – right the ship and turn it around despite everything that went wrong in the first, whatever, two months of the season, they've come up short every single time. And the headlines aren't that uh, it's not that they've got the biggest headlines for them this year. Haven't been Michigan goes digs deep and grabs a potentially season altering win. It's that your captain is in a ski mask or that the coach's son is wearing a t-shirt uh, that says free Juwan and warmups, which again, I'm not putting too much stock into what any of that means, but it's just, to me, all of it is emblematic of a group that is just throwing stuff at the wall to try and manufacture some sort of momentum. And your momentum comes from what you do on the basketball court. And more often than not, um, this team doesn't show the attention to detail, the grit uh, that it takes to play winning basketball. And that's why we're sitting here right now. I mean, mathematically speaking, season's not over yet, but you have five games left in the regular season plus whatever you get in Chicago. You probably have to win five or six games, and I don't think this—I um, don't think this group has that in them. And I'll be happy to eat crow if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. 
Yeah, and frankly, uh, it seems like there are guys on that roster that are, are biding their time, or at least playing like it. You know, it's like, where's your head when you're out there playing man defense or when everybody else is playing zone, you know, and you're leaving shooters wide open. And we know that they're coaching it. We've heard, you know, that they were going over some of Wisconsin's actions and walkthroughs and this over and over and over again. And then still it was like a layup drill on these back cuts at times uh, early on in that game where you're like, Wisconsin's not supposed to be able to score like this, but Michigan's not paying attention. It's not like they don't know what's coming. So, uh, and I was talking to Stu Douglas on his podcast today and he said, you know, it's really hard though. You have to understand it wasn't until our senior years that we really knew all of their actions, Zach Novak and Stu Douglas and what they were going to do and how to combat it. So, um, but at the same time, you know, it's a totally different thing to be playing a totally different defense than everybody else on the team. So um, it's unfortunate. And, uh, and I'll say it again, uh, you know, if you're going to be the bad boy and I love Hunter Dickinson, man, I love what he's done for this program and love him as a player, but if you're going to be embrace that bad boy role, then you better go out and, and start winning some of these too. Otherwise you just kind of look silly. And, uh, that's flat out where I am on that. So I, uh, would love to see them rally. Uh, it would be a great opportunity Saturday night against Michigan state, and to get it going from there. But, man, with those three tough road games, uh, you know what? I think they're going to be hard-pressed to, to really to win three more games in the regular season. Yeah, I think where you lost this game is Wisconsin's not a good offensive rebounding team. They get 15 offensive rebounds. Ridiculous. Michigan turns it over 12 times. And I will say this. I mean, those travels, and there was an out-of-bounds call. There was a couple out-of-bounds calls. There were a couple charges that were questionable. So that factors into those 12 turnovers. But 12 turnovers in a low-possession game like Wisconsin makes you play, especially at the Cole Center, is really more like 16, 17 turnovers. Those really hurt Michigan, especially Doug McDaniels down the stretch with, as well with 16 seconds to go. I know you didn't have a great chance, but still took any chance you had out of the equation, and that's coming from your point guard. So that really, really hurts. Um, you also missed four of your last five free throws, and your head coach got a technical foul that amounted to two points for Wisconsin. Basically, the point there is, is that's just too many mistakes to make in a road game against a team that also needed a win. I mean, sometimes I've said this before, especially with the Penn State game, sometimes you forget how much the other team needs. And Wisconsin's actually closer to the bubble than Michigan is, which is surprising, given I think Michigan has more talent and might be the better team. You look at Michigan, which has six top 100 recruits. Wisconsin has zero on their roster. Connor Asijan has 23 points. A lot of them free throws late, but he played a great game and uh, and all of that. He was in the 200s as a recruit. So, um, you know, and not that Wisconsin's had some great season, but in that game, it just felt like Michigan should have played better uh, and shouldn't have made as many mistakes as it did. Uh, now you have Michigan State on Saturday. You have to regroup for that. Um, and the heart goes out to all the all the victims and all the people at Michigan State and in our prayers with them as they go through this time. And I think this could be, uh, you know, playing sports sometimes, like right after 9-11, that sort of thing can be part of the healing. So hopefully that's what Michigan can uh, can provide. And, uh, you know, you would expect a moment of silence and that sort of thing before the game, uh, you know, as a show. And, and there was a vigil last night, I believe, on campus at Michigan. It was cool to see how many people came out for that. But as far as the basketball game, um, what are your guys' thoughts on Michigan State, uh, a team that is also kind of on the bubble? They're on the right side right now. Uh, don't know what's going to happen with that Minnesota game. Think they, you know, probably want to win that uh, or, or at least play that because you know you have a really, really good chance of winning it uh, at home. 
but they're a team that that you know this could be a, a big marquee win for them. At the same time, if you're Michigan, you haven't lost at home to Michigan State under Jawan Howard. You don't want to lose this one uh, because Michigan State's really not all that good this year. What have you? Uh, what do you think about MSU? Which one of us are going here? Anthony. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just have to be completely honest with it. Um, as as exciting as these two teams matching up is, I mean, basketball this week. Um, especially as it pertains to Michigan state is just so is so secondary. And, you know, obviously, like you said, Clayton, I mean, your heart, your heart goes out to all that. I know that um, there were candlelight vigils on both campuses and, and, you know, at some point you do have to pick up the pieces and move on from it. But um, you know, this is what, like, I'm hope my, there's a part of me that's an optimist in that, like, obviously there's, there's wind out of the sails for this game just because, um, of what's going on at Michigan State. And then from a Michigan perspective, um, how the last week or so of games has gone, the last two games, um, it kind of, the optimist in me hopes that Saturday night does kind of become, a, a, I mean, a celebration in terms of getting back to normalcy uh, for, for the Michigan State community. I mean, that's, these, these are, I've always said like that, Rob, that rivalry to me, you know, aside from some of the toxicity that's gone on with the, the two football teams over the last two years, like that's neighborly. Like you walk out your front door, um, you go to you go to church with Michigan State people, you coexist with them. And, you know, my hope for that game is that maybe we can put like basketball is great. Getting back to sports is amazing. And I think it has a chance to be, a, you know, a spectacle in that regard. But I'm hoping that it can be just kind of a celebration of the fact that everyone there is sharing a life experience uh, together and, and that the victims and, and the tragedy gets the spotlight um, and the pause that it probably deserves right now. So not to sound like Mr. Mr. Hippie Dippy or anything like that, but um, it's obviously a, a huge game for both teams. I mean, Michigan from a, from a Michigan perspective, you can't get to the five wins that you might need if you don't get one on Saturday and from a state perspective, I think it would just be – I think for them, it's just going to be cathartic to play basketball at all. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my hope of of what Saturday looks like. Um, you know, I know that uh, this, this rivalry has a tendency to bring out the worst in both fan bases. I think it would be kind of cool if it brought out the best and, and the humanity of both fan bases on Saturday night. Yeah, I hope so, too, because it seems insignificant, uh, a basketball game after everything that went on. And if you read about the victims and, uh, you know, those are families that are grieving their kids and it's hard to imagine as a parent. So, um, you know, we always talk about hatred in a rivalry and it needed to be scaled down anyway, this Michigan, Michigan State thing. And we've seen that and it was preached and it was promoted at times, you know, well, we hate them, they hate us, so on and so forth. I really, really hope that uh, with this perspective, that that can really come down about 10 notches, frankly, because uh, now, unfortunately, we get another uh, another chance to see what's really important here. And uh, that's, you know, uh, kids and, uh, you know, we could we could get on a soapbox here and, and uh, talk about some issues and we certainly won't. But uh, we see this way too often. And uh, when you're concerned about sending your kids to, to school or uh, in a public place, uh, that's just crazy to me. So, um, yeah, it'll be, you know what, we'll be there. Um, 
the 2013 team is going to be celebrated, the Michigan 2013 team. So that is going to be John Beeline. And I talked to Douglas. He's going to be there. It's actually going to be a reunion. So the 13 team will be there. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. will be there. I think Trey mm-hmm. Burke will be there and those guys, and which is great. Uh, Zach Nowak will be there with Stu Douglas, even though they weren't on that team. Those guys were the ones that set the table, fellas, and changed the culture of this program. So hope a lot of people show up and show them some support as well. Yeah, it's going to be the full basketball reunion with everybody. And then the at halftime, I guess, uh, the 13 team will get honored. And apparently, Coach B is going to get the mic and be able to address the crowd. And I believe we're going to be able to talk to him before the game as well. So that'll be really fun. And uh, it'll kind of – I'm sure they'll play the clip. And they always do in that intro video. But the Trey Burke steal in 2013 against Michigan State to beat them. Uh, I was listening to Hunter Dickinson's podcast, Round Ball, earlier. Uh, and he was saying that it's, it is going to be weird at the beginning of the game, but he said once a few minutes in, uh, you know, it'll probably just be more normal. Uh, and and I, I kind of agree, you know, they're going to do a moment of silence, that sort of thing. And Michigan State, those kids that, you know, couldn't practice or whatever for a couple of days are kind of be getting back in the swing of things. And, you know, it might take them a couple of minutes to adjust. But once uh, once the game starts, hopefully uh, things will be normal. It'll be two teams trying to win. Um, but, yeah, it will be. Uh, an interesting game. Michigan State playing great defense right now, and Michigan's a team that's sputtered on offense recently. So we'll see if they're able to kind of pick that up going in. But uh, we will have our preview up before that game. Bunch of content over at thewolverine.com and uh, Michigan football basketball recruiting coverage. As always, twenty nine ninety nine uh, is our special deal right now. That gets you premium access all the way until August thirty first, twenty twenty three leading up to this football season. So check us out there. Once again, hit the like button on the video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel here. Join our community right here. We're over 21,000 subscribers. And uh, we will see everyone next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.